All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is August 24th, 2023, and week 238. We've been at it for a while now. If you're new around here, welcome to This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. If you've been with us for a while, you know the drill. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now we have two early comments. David says, praise the Lord, my brothers. Hope everyone day in the Lord. Casey also says, praise the Lord, brothers and everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed day. God bless. So praise the Lord to you too. Thank you so much for tuning in and being one of our early comments. So as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about our priorities, putting God first. So without any further ado, Mr. Tony Banks, we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer before we get things kicked off tonight. Uh, Again, thank you, everyone, for tuning in with us. Um, David and Casey and be watching or uh, whoever will join in. uh, We're continuing to pray and hope that uh, everyone would be blessed. Uh, and ourselves included. You know, we want God to reveal things to us. So let's get into a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your blessing, Lord. We thank you for how you washed over us, how you um, just blessed us day after day, uh, week after week, month after month. Lord, we thank you for every second of this life, Lord. We understand that it's not given, Lord. It's not promised. Uh, you don't owe us anything. And so, Lord, help us to remember that, Lord. Help us to cherish, cherish you give us, Lord. Help us to cherish uh, the blessings that you give us, Lord. Help us to be appreciative, uh, to be thankful, to be grateful, Lord, to always come uh, offering thanksgiving uh, to your name, Lord. Help us to uh, just see your word, Lord. Just help us to understand life better, Lord. Guide us into all truth, Lord. We're praying for the Bible study tonight that your word will go forth, that we would all decrease and only you would increase, Lord. We're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. So, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Again, thank you guys. God bless you guys for being here. Um, Continue to uh, pray for us as we continue to try to uh, bring you these Bible studies as well as improve. Um, uh, for you guys. And so uh, we we do always appreciate um, just all of the comments, all of the questions, uh, the interaction, um, uh, the likes, the shares, whatever it is that you do to contribute um, and just your presence. Uh, we appreciate that. And so uh, we are going to talk about putting God first. Uh, I know you guys probably have seen it on the screen. He mentioned it to you. Um, But, you know, that's something that no matter what it is that I have to do, no matter um, what's going on, I continue to hear those words um, in my head. uh, Seek ye first. 
let's get that scripture actually. Um, let's actually pull that scripture up. What is that? Is that Matthew six? Do I have that right? Matthew six and thirty-three. Okay, yeah. Let's let's actually pull that scripture up. I, I'm I'm constantly, no matter what I have going on, regardless of how busy I might feel that I am at times, um, I continually hear. These words, um, I, I thank God for the Holy Ghost, uh, because without the Holy Ghost, um, I would go astray. Now, somebody else, you uh, some, you guys might be better than me. You might say, well, I'd be all right without the Holy Ghost. I hope nobody would say that. Uh, but I know without, uh, without the Spirit of God, uh, I would not remember uh, the things that are important. Look, I, you know, sometimes people, you eat today, like I might have to take a long pause and think about it. Uh, please don't ask about yesterday or the day before. Um, I, I'll forget so much, but Jesus told us that the comforter, when he comes, he will uh, bring things to our remembrance. He's going to not only teach the Holy Ghost now, the Holy Ghost is going to bring things to our remembrance. Um, and God knows I forget a lot of stuff. I forget a lot of things. And so I need reminders. Uh, that was one of the things that Melvin taught me a long time ago. <laughs> he set a reminder, set a reminder. He was always on me about it. And it took me a while. <laughs> but his labor was not in vain. I, I do that. Uh, I feel like I always do that now. Whenever there's something I need to remember, I know nine times out of 10, I'm probably going to forget. So a million reminders. Uh, I even set a reminder for the reminder. <laughs> I even have my phone to, to remind me uh, maybe, you know, five days after the initial reminder. So I, I realized the importance of being reminded um, because that's how you stay. You uh, remain efficient. and so. You know, people don't think about the Holy Ghost as an organizer uh, helping you to be efficient. But that's what Jesus, part of what Jesus told us is coming to do, to remind you of some things that are important that you don't need. That uh, if we forget uh, and never remember again, see, it's okay sometimes when we forget something and then we remember it. Um, you know, within a certain period of time, that's okay. But if you forget something and never remember it again, that's a big problem. Thank God for the Holy Ghost, um, because I can't tell you how many times I continue to hear those same words. Seek ye first. Read this for us, Melvin. Let's let's see what that says. Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, God's righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In we have goals, we have dreams, we have aspirations, we have desires, we have uh, things we're trying to accomplish. And so often, uh, whatever it is that you're working on, uh, if you're working on, um, I've, I've heard 
they're wanting to build their credit. You know, if you want to work on building your credit, if you want to work on establishing a business, if you want to work on uh, getting a new job or getting a new career or whatever it is, um, uh, uh, people have children. If you're working on your family, your, uh, your children are in the in the right place and, you know, they're coming along and growing and prospering and a husband or a wife or whatever it is. You know, there's so much that we're working on. Uh, we're working towards trying to be successful at this thing called life. My God, a lot of processes are very difficult. Uh, I know. Uh, well, I use myself, even, even moving, even if you're just moving from one location to another. Look, this is a process. You can move five minutes up the road, having to pack your entire place, wherever you pack that entire place and move it just five minutes. It's a it's a very tough process. And then getting there to the new location and having to unpack everything. Again, I've, I heard someone say they just throw away everything. <laughs> <laughs> now, brother, I can't do that. Because <laughs> they don't want to deal with the process. They decide they'll just get rid of everything. Uh, but these are uh, things that you have to work diligently at. What I mean, the simplest things in life. Look, just trying to get your lights turned home in a place. Sometimes there are miscommunications and malfunctions and and uh, things that just take place trying to set the Internet up. I mean, these are processes and these things can take you all day sometimes. Just some simple things. Look, you, you can try to get your car. And it might take you all day sometimes. Because uh, they the shop tells you your car is fixed and you get the car back and it's not fixed. Then you have to take it back to, I mean, just so many things happen in life that can distract us. Because it's, it's time consuming. These consume. And so I've experienced my time be consumed on so many occasions. But I thank God for the Holy Ghost. He continues to remind me of his righteousness. He continues to remind me, seek first, seek, seek ye first. Tony, you need to seek the word of God first. You need to seek God's righteousness. Remember what he wants you to do. We can, I, I can set reminders all day long of things I need to personally be doing. All day long, I need to get this done. I need to get that done. I or I need to get uh, go to the grocery store. I can I can set a list all day long and reminders. But do I forget what I need to be doing towards God, my spiritual journey? Do I forget about those things? Do I put those on the back burner? Do I, I put that to the bottom of the barrel and say I work on that when I when I work on that? Do I ever set aside some time? For God, I know I'm busy. I, I know you guys are busy, but are we setting aside some time for God? You know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus, um, as he went and prayed, you know, he would come back to his disciples. And you guys, many of you have heard this before, but he would ask them, he said, could you not even do it for one hour? You couldn't watch for one hour. You couldn't pray. You couldn't devote. 
God for one hour. One hour. You know, I feel this way. When there are opportunities that I can be uh, giving some time toward God, and it's not only toward God, you know, this time is for you. Because you devoting time to God, he's pouring into you. If I'm going to pray, that's God pouring into me. If I'm going to be in Bible study, it's God pouring his word into me. I can't tell you how many times I've been in Bible studies and God reveals in that Bible study something I didn't plan, something I wasn't thinking about, something that uh, I didn't, like I said, I didn't plan it prior. And I come in and God shows Tony something. See, I don't just do this just for you. Look, it is for you now. Don't get no misunderstanding. But it's equally for Tony also. Because I want to receive something from God. And I know the only way that I'm truly going to receive of him all that I can. I've got to continue to put him first. So how do we? So many times people talk about how they, they, they put God first. Uh, you, you see this on people's Facebook profiles, on people's Instagram profiles. Like I know a lot of people use, uh, what's that, TikTok now. I'm sure they have it on their TikTok profile, God first. People put it on their, on their walls, God first. How do we do this, though? How does that actually happen? What does it look like? to actually put God first. What does that actually look like? Because people are saying it. But are we actually doing it? Flip over, Melvin, to chapter 10. I want to get something that Jesus said. Chapter 10 and verse 30. Matthew 10 and verse 30. We're talking about God being first. Now we're going to you know what? Drop down. Um, actually, drop down to verse 37. Yeah, let's drop down to verse 37. We're, we're, again, we're, we're talking about God first. If you're just joining us, uh, may God bless you and continue to help you. Uh, but discussing putting God first, seeking him first, his kingdom, his righteousness, his ways, his thoughts. And so I want to kind of get into what that actually looks like, because a lot of people are saying it. But I want to make sure we have an understanding of what it is. So let's pick up verse 37, Melvin. You get it? That loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now this, now you talk about putting God first. This is putting God first. Not loving our parent, not loving children, not loving anyone in this world above God. You know, I, I, I talked, I had a, an opportunity to speak with a Muslim today. Uh, we had a conversation. Uh, the man, uh, man was from Africa and he grew up. Um, he grew up uh, a Muslim. And, you know, I just began to inquire and ask him questions uh, about what he believes in. 
of course, uh, I told him I was a minister, and uh, and obviously we uh, definitely believe two different things. But you know, he began to talk to me about how in the Old Testament, uh, and they reference it as the Torah, uh, which uh, we've got no disagreement there. Uh, just another word for the Old Testament, the writing of Moses. Um, and so uh, we began talking about the Old Testament and he mentioned how uh, back then, how people would take and carve statues and uh, worship those as their gods or um, just create all of these things. And you can find that in the Old Testament, um, how people would create things, uh, the works of their own hands. And they would worship it as God to those things. Now, today, we think it would be foolish. Uh, today, um, for the most part, none of us are um, taking a certain object and saying, hey, this is my God. For the most part, none of us are doing that. For the most part now, I'm not saying nobody's doing that. But now, uh, Melvin has a microphone there. He, none of us are taking a microphone and saying, hey, this microphone is my God. I, this is who I pray to. Not for the most part, none of us are doing that. But I, I began to to this guy because we think that we're so far removed from what they were doing back then in the Old Testament. And so since the guy uh, understood Moses, I thought about Moses and how he had went away to the, uh, uh, he was gone on the mountain for 40 days, 40 nights um, to receive the Ten Commandments. And after he came back, he found that the people had taken all of their gold and created this golden calf, um, this golden image that they began to worship and declare God. And now, I began to to ask the guy uh, because most of us most of us know Michael Jordan. So I asked the guy, you know, what 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 team does Michael Jordan play for? Uh, we reached the the conclusion it was the Chicago Bulls. Now I'm in no by no means trying to tell you that it is a sin to watch basketball, to watch football. Look, I've did it so many times in my life. I'm not trying to tell you it's a sin. I'm not telling you that. But what I am telling you is that what can easily happen because we love a sport, because we love our parent, our friend, our spouse, love money or clothing, or fame, or popularity, because we love anything in this life more than we love God, that thing has now become our God. And so the point I was trying to make to this uh, gentleman, you can have a sports team, and I know this because <laughs> I see it happen so much. See, people, so many people have made a certain sport their God. That sport becomes the number one thing to them. They've got 
And I'm not saying it's a sin to get a jersey. But when that sport comes on, this has to be number one. This has to be what I give my attention to. I've been in churches before where it's Sunday and people know football is coming on on Sunday. And so people will be making comments in church. And after a while, they can't help it. So they said, man, let me check these scores. He's still the preacher still talking, man. He, <laughs> we're overtime. He's still talking. He's cutting into the game time. So people can't wait to, to finish the service and out of here so I can hurry up and get home to watch the game. In fact, some of them just won't even come at all because they say, man, I can't miss it. I can't miss a second. See, what is happening is that someone is putting that sport first. People do it with people do it with cars. We can do it with anything. Look, I love my wife, but I can put her first instead of putting God first. He told me to seek him first. He didn't say seek my wife first, seek money first, seek the game first, seek. And say those things were wrong. But he said, Tony, what's your number one priority? What are you what are you here for? God sent me to help people be saved. So if I lose track of that. Because I'm trying to be successful in life, because I want to. Uh, get this established because I want to start a business or because I want to uh, have this career or do this or do that. I want to set up my 401k or because I want to do all those things. Look, it's enough things in life to take time because I have a personal goal of I want to lose 50 pounds. And so every morning I wake up trying to lose 50 pounds. I've got my meal prep going. I've got my workout regime and I've got all of this stuff. And I'm walking around and I'm calculating my calories and I've got a journal and I'm just, it can be very time consuming. So many things in this life. And look, it's good. Look, it's good to lose weight and, and have your health, have good cholesterol and blood pressure and, 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 and glucose levels and all these things. They're good. But I can easily allow one of these things to become the most important thing to me. You know, there are people who they say they can't live without exercising, but they sure can live without hearing the word of God. They're spiritually dead now, but physically they're walking around. Sunday school, I see this happen all the time. Look, people, uh, a lot of times I see people, they don't care about Sunday school at all. They don't care about hearing the word of God. I find a lot of people, they show up to the service because they want to hear some good music. <laughs> I know about this because I've been, I've been, like, <laughs> I still love some good music, but I understand I need the word of God. The music's good. I listen to music virtually every day, but I still need to make time to hear the word of God. And so I find people. They don't care about hearing the word. So are we really putting God first? Yeah, I recall being uh, working a game last year, working a football game last year. Uh, 
the church works the concession stands. And I recall working a game last year and it was a lightning delay. It was pouring rain. Pouring rain. Now, me personally, look, <laughs> look, I, I like football just like someone else. Now, I, I matter to me who wins, who loses, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, it's nice. It, it's, 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 it's fine. But uh, if it's pouring rain and lightning <laughs> or snowing, I will not be standing out there. Now, to each his own, I'm not going to send someone to hell because they want to do that. But I do want to make this point. I've watched people last year when this game was, uh, when that game was going on and there was a lightning delay and they would delay the game for X. Um, then all of a sudden, you know, they'd have a short period of time with no lightning. And then all of a sudden, they'd have some more lightning. So they delay the game again. I watched these people. They did not budge. They came there that night to see a game and somebody said, I'm not leaving. <laughs> the, the, security guard, the security guard was not going to put those people out. They said, I paid my money. I'm watching this game. I want to see the old Miss Rebels, hotty toddy. I want to see it. <laughs> and so I watched as people, rain is pouring on them. Some people are out here, no shirts on, getting soaked. But all because of their love and devotion for the team. They said, I'm staying no matter what here to support my team. And you know, believe that's okay. If they have that same and even more dedication to God. Now, again, I personally wouldn't do that. No, I just wouldn't. If, if a person had that level of dedication and said, you know what, the rain won't stop me. Look at to ask you a question tonight. Has anybody out there ever not went to church because of the rain or because of the, the, the lightning? But have you in turn went somewhere else? Did you go to the grocery store or did you go to school or did you go to your job or whatever it was? Did you go to those things? But if if we have a little bit of bad weather, can't do it today. <laughs> I've been there. I'm not telling you things I haven't did. But you know, the Bible tells me God is a jealous God. And you know, he's somewhere around saying, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Tony, you're seeking the sport job. You're seeking the school. You're seeking money. You're seeking uh, marriage. You're seeking all these other things. You, you're wanting to learn how to, 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 to do this, to cut hair, to play music, to do all of these skills and, and, and these, um, all these different accomplishments. He's watching to see, am I devoted to those things more than him? Am I devoted to those more than him? This is what true seeking God first is. You know, I, 
uh, is wrong. I don't believe someone's going to go to hell because their job, their job tells them uh, you need to be here by 8 a.m. And, you know, people, you know, they might come in a few minutes late, but more or less, they get to their job on time. But when it comes to the things of God, when it's time for uh, church, we say, oh, I can't really make it. Hey, oh, that's too early for me. You know, I, I like to sleep in and I like to do this. We start to make excuses. So you know what God is wondering? When will you seek me first? For that job, you were able. Even if you showed up a few minutes late, you still made it. But when it's time for the word of God, when it's time for anything pertaining to God, I just can't do that. So I'm continually reminded, I thank God for the Holy Ghost. I, I cannot thank God enough for the Holy Ghost. No matter how busy I might get, he continues to remind me, seek ye first. Stop putting God first. Continue to dedicate yourself to God. Well, regardless of what thing, you know, I, I was having a conversation with someone and, um, the, you know, sometimes people expect uh, to be able to do these Bible studies. But I made my mind up. I don't care what personal things I have going on outside of this. I know sometimes something might take place where I just physically cannot. That happens. But I cannot make uh, just use and say, well, my wife wants me to do X, Y, and Z. She, she got a honey-do list for me. <laughs> I, I hear guys talking about their honey-do list all the time. <laughs> they can't do what God wants them to do because they're sweet. They've got some chores that they got to do first. See, I God is watching. He said, you can't have mother, father, sister, brother. Nobody can be before me. That's putting him first. So we hear so often that is God first, that God is first in their life. But is he really? Talking with the Muslim guy today, he was, um, you know, we were just talking about the differences in our beliefs. Um, and like I said, conversation, um, you know, we, we didn't have to uh, yell at one another and, 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 and fight with each other. We could both state, you know, why we feel the way we felt in a respectful manner. So much so that even after the conversation, he, he was thankful um, that we could just talk, you know, without getting heated with each other. But, but, you know, the man was telling me about um, how their belief is to marry, uh, he said they can marry up to four women. To convey to him and, and let him know, brother, I'm okay. If God said a man can marry four women, I'm okay with it. But what I need to do first is see God. I don't want to hear what said. 
elder so-and-so, bishop so-and-so, apostle so-and-so, minister so-and-so. None of it matters. Because Minister Tony said, what does the word say? Seek the word first. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And we want to know what God says is right. Not what Minister Tony says is right. I want to know what God says. So if you can show me that God says that's right, then I'll agree with it. I've got no problem. Because I've made up my mind to seek God first. Look, we're living in a, in a world where we're here today. We've heard it before. We're here today and gone tomorrow. That's, that's truly how it is. You know, I was, I was driving, um, came up behind a, a vehicle, and on the rearview mirror of their rearview window of their vehicle, they had a memorial. Um, I believe it was their, their son who had passed. I looked at the, the birthday. We were born in the same year. I think I was born 12 days before him. I was born 12 days before him. Man died last year. See, God, through the Holy Ghost, will show you things. In you are blessed to even be here today. There are people who, were, who are your age and they did not make it. People your age. Not, not someone 20 and 30 years old than you. People your age. Anybody on here tonight, there's someone who was your age and they died before you. Born around the same time. We, we have to wake up tonight and begin to put God first. Actually put him first. We, we put TV shows. I know we love TV. I know we love movies and, and, and all these things. If you see a person who loves movies, they're going to dedicate free time. It really doesn't matter if they're free or not. They're, if a big movie's coming out, you better believe they're going to go and see that movie that first weekend that it comes out. The first day they've already pre-ordered tickets. See, that's prioritizing. Nothing wrong with it. You want to prioritize you a nice move? Nothing wrong with it. But again, God is looking to see, do you prioritize him? Will you set aside some time for him? Will you do that? So that's what we're on tonight. This is important because Jesus told us if we put anybody else or anything, anything before him, he said, we're not worthy. We're not going to be saved. If God is not, we're not going to be saved. You know, the Bible tells us the love of money is the root of all evil. Someone has put money first. That's why he said that money itself is good. The Bible tells us money is the answer. Money can answer. 
you're hungry, you can buy something to eat with some money. If, if the bills need pay, need paying, we can pay those bills with the money. But what happens is people, instead of having one, people place money, number one. You know, it's so sad. It's so sad. There are some phenomenal people in this world. Incredible people, incredibly gifted and talented at so many things. And yet they've placed something over. They're saying that God is first, but in their actions. Uh, Paul told he said, look, they deny him in works. He said, with their mouth, they're professing that they know God. They're prof- my God. Professing that God is first. That's what we're professing. But in works, in our actions, in our deeds, we're denying God every day. He's not first. You know, I, I've, I've, I've talked to people. It is a sad world that we're living in. I've seen even church musicians, phenomenal musicians, good musicians in this world, even church musicians. They don't go to certain churches because they can't play and make some money at these churches. Hold on. When we go to church about enjoying the presence of God, it shouldn't be about how much money can I make today. See, we've gotten our priorities twisted. There are people who sing in the choir. They've got to go and make sure it's about how much money I can make. We cannot go to Less money's involved. See, we're we're putting other things first in our works. You know, I want to get one thing. I want to get one thing before we get out of here. Run over to the book of Samuel. My time is just about out, but in the book of Samuel, chapter. See, Saul. Saul, the first king of Israel. Saul was given a mission. God told him, look, I want you to go and destroy all of the Amalekites. I want you to go and destroy everything they have. Now, this was God sending him to do this. Now, don't you go and destroy what somebody has today because you're mad with them and say, God told you to do it. Let's let's do all things decent and in order. God's not telling you to go and destroy somebody. Uh, set somebody's tire on flat because they cheated on you. God's not telling you to bust the windows out. He's not telling you to do that. But this is what God told King Saul. Now we're living in a new day, new time now. And God is about and mercy and grace. So now uh, I just want to make sure that's clear before somebody takes this and tries to run with it. But now, pick us up in verse 3. I want to show what I just what I just said. Pick us up in verse 3. 1 Samuel 15 and 3. Now go and Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not. But slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. Mm-hmm. And Saul gathered the people together and numbered. Tell him 
200,000 footmen and 10,000 men of Judah. 200,000 and then an extra 10,000. So what do we have? 210,000, if my math is correct. 210,000 people. God said, I want you to go and thing there. Now remember, we're talking about putting God first. So in order to put God first, what Saul needed to do was exactly what God told him. See, we're claiming we're putting God first today, but we're not actually doing what God doing part of it. We're doing a half of it, a quarter of it, a third of it. This is the problem that's happening with the people of God today. But this was going to get Saul in trouble because he did not obey. Pick us up in verse 8, Melvin. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. Mm -hmm. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep of the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. But everything that was vile and refused that they destroyed utterly. Now. He destroyed some of the things that God told him to destroy, but he didn't destroy all. They spared the king, and they found some good-looking sheep. They said, man, we can make, <laughs> we can eat good off of these sheep. They found some good-looking oxes, good-looking calves, good-looking bulls. They said, man, some man, why would we destroy those? And we, look, I've been wanting some steak. (laughs) So they kept some things that God told them not to keep. This is exactly what God told him not to do. But Saul was still going to make it seem as if he's put God first. He's following what God told him to do. How many Christians out there, self-proclaimed, are doing some of what God said and knowing there are other things we're neglecting, but we're going around telling people, yes, I've got God first in my life. And we know we're, we know we're wrong. I'm not saying we're, we're perfect, but I'm saying we know a certain thing. I got to stop doing this. I, I should not be doing that. And we Sometimes people make excuses. They're not even trying to stop. Not even trying. You know, I, 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 God has shown me, even on today, God has shown me so much. Um, my time is almost out. But I, I was, uh, even I, I had to run just to Walmart and someone uh, there were people standing outside of Walmart and they said they were raising awareness uh, for children using drugs. That's a good cause. Good cause. But, you know, before I went in Walmart, I watched the guy hit a vape. And so when I came out and I talked to the other guy and he began to tell me they're raising awareness because of children, young, young adults and young children, they're 
the different drugs. My first thought is, brother, the guy who's out here asking for money to help children get off of drugs, he has an addiction to drugs himself. Now, he said, oh, but man, it's not an opioid. It's not a hallucinogen, however you say that word. It's not, uh, it's not the same type of drug that uh, cocaine and meth and all of these other things are. The issue I have with that, and he can do whatever he wants. I'm not going with it because he wants to smoke a vape or a cigarette or anything else. But the point that I was trying to make, I've talked to people personally who are are hard addicted to vapes, cigarettes, uh, tobacco. You know, a lot of these people, they told me, They said, man, you know, I started doing this in school. I was in the bathrooms, 10 years old, 11 years old. We're in the bathroom smoking. We're in the bathrooms dipping, chewing tobacco. And so what I was trying to tell the guy, you're out here. This is a good cause. But. We're starting our children off on the wrong track because we're telling them, oh, meth is bad, but it's okay if you go to the bathroom and vape. Off on the wrong track, you're already getting them addicted to feeling some type of high. So at one point or another, they just might get curious and they want a stronger high. We're starting our children off on the wrong track. If we were seeking God, don't need any of it. God will help you. My God, he told us in the Old Testament, he came to set us on high. He's giving you a high that you don't have to burn yourself. The Holy Ghost will burn you. You you don't need to light up a cigarette, light up marijuana, light up anything. You want to be on fire. (laughs) Just get in the upper room. My God. And the Holy Ghost will light you on fire. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It will set you ablaze. So Saul here. Saul here. He did not follow all that God told him to do. I I, I continue to try to get people to see. Look, God is wanting us to do everything he said. Seek him first and his righteousness. Not what anybody says is right. What God said is right. So Saul went out with 210,000 people. And they went out and spared the king because the king could help them. The king has some money. The king has some uh, resources. They spared him. They spared all of the good-looking cattle. They figured that's... Read what happened next, Melvin. Verse 10. Then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel, saying, It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he has turned back from following me and hath not performed my commandments. Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. He disobeyed God. So God comes and talks to the prophet Samuel. God said, he didn't do what I told him to do. He didn't put me first. 
and put me first. He did some of what I said. See, God is not pleased when we're only willing to do some. He's not pleased. Read for us in verse 13, Mel. Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Uh-huh. And Samuel said, What meaneth the what meaneth then this bleeding of the sheep in mine ears and the lowing? Hold on, man. Samuel came to Saul. Saul did not do what God told him. But he said, blessed be thou of the Lord. He said, I did what God told me. How many times are we doing this? Not following God first, but then we go right along and say we did. We go right on feeling good about ourselves. Saying we'll wear what we want to wear. We'll eat what we want to eat, be called by that name. I won't get into that, but Saul said, look, I performed what God told me to do. How many times do people get that proud? Look, I remember I remember when I first became a minister and started talking to a man, tried to get him to see some things uh, that God said. I'm already saved. I'm already doing what God told me. I'm already performing the commandments of God. So Samuel said, well, then why am I hearing these sheep going bad? <laughs> you guys know the sound that sheep make better than I do. He said, well, why am I hearing these sheep then if, if you went over there and you destroyed all of the animals like God told you to? Even though those sheep look so good, you can make so much money off of those. You could eat so much. You could live for, for the next six months off of those, even if. That were the case. So why am I hearing these sheep? Why am I hearing the lowing of the oxen? People always say the cow says moo. <laughs> Samuel said, why am I hearing them sing out here? Sweet lullaby. They're mooing all night. Why am I hearing this then? Get what God told you to do. Read for us in 15, ma'am. Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest were destroyed. Saul said, look, we got that for God. My Lord, we cannot put God first by doing what he told us not to do and then turning around and saying, this commandment and that we're doing this for him. I, I had somebody tell me, and we specifically talked about getting tattoos, and they told me they're going to get a tattoo for God. But he told you not to do it. He's going to be displeased. It's okay to Tony. You can do whatever you want to do. You can smoke the vape, the cigarette, the meth. You can smoke whatever you want to smoke. To Tony, now, I hope you don't. I wish you don't. I pray you don't. But at the end of the day, if that's what you say, if you say, 
what you say. That's, this is what I'm doing. I say, may God bless you. I, I, may God continue to help you. Because there's nothing else I can do. But Saul, he absolutely did not put God first. He brought up the people, but I want to get one last verse. Um, Pick up verse 20. One last verse here. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone where it sent me and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. I meant 21. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Uh, but the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord and Gilgal. He listened to the people. The people wanted this. We're talking 210,000 people. But you know what? God was expecting him to disregard what those people and keep God first. So I'm telling you tonight, it doesn't matter if you're outnumbered. It doesn't matter if the majority is against you, if people don't agree with you. We have an obligation to keep what God said. He saw he lost he lost his position in the kingdom of God. He lost this all because of this mistake, because he feared the people, because he obeyed the people. Is that not what Jesus told us? He said, could anybody love them over him? Somebody can say, oh, well, Saul didn't love the people. He just obeyed them. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. May God bless you guys. God continue to help you to put him first. And that means we have to do what he said. We cannot listen to anybody over him. When The moment your friend or your family member or, or your spouse or your coworker or even yourself, the moment you contrary to God, and the moment you do it, you have just made God second, not first. May God bless you. At this time, I'll turn it back over into the hands of Mel. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Banks. Great message as always. We have a few other comments. And everyone have a blessed day. Um, amen to you. Praise the Lord to you. And thank you for tuning in. Roderick says, praise the Lord. And likewise to you, Roderick. Praise the Lord. Um, David says we cannot be saved without the Holy Ghost. And that is true. We need the Holy Ghost and also the baptism in Jesus name. Um, a message that that I titled one without the other, uh, where the speaker went to both places. I believe it was Acts chapter 10 and um, Acts chapter 19, where one group had the baptism and then one group only had ghosts. And it showed both instances where the group got the other that they Need both of those things. Sister Rosa says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you too. Um, Kiara quotes Mark chapter four and verse 19, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. And the devil is, is very 
knows what we like. He knows what we're trying to get out of. And he'll present those very things so that we can get caught up. So uh, thank you for quoting that. Uh, Casey says, I needed this word. And we all did. Um, Chelsea says, definitely have to quit putting other things first. Definitely the truth. Um, Casey says, hallelujah. And Stephen says, amen. And also, um, bless you, brother. So thank you to everyone that has um, commented. Uh, we have David, Casey, Jeremy, Roderick, Sister Rosie, Kiera, Chelsea, and Stephen. Thank you guys so much for the comments and the interaction. And if you please feel free to leave them below, especially um, your questions, because they are very important. But um, getting back to the to the topic of the message, I don't have much to add, but the very first verse that we covered, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, um, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Um, our Not our righteousness, but his, because in one place it says our righteousness is as a filthy rags, because a lot of the times we may seek God first, but we already have our mind made up. You know, we go and talk to this minister, this pastor to see their what their outlook is. And we already have our mind made up. Say we feel good if they if they say go ahead and do it. And then if they say don't do it, we still go through it anyway. That's our righteousness and not God's righteousness. We need to care what he wants for us to do and not what anyone else and not what anyone else wants. And we trick ourselves a lot, just like the story that we um, just covered with Saul saying he did the word of God. We we trick ourselves. Well, we want to make ourselves feel good, um, like we made a little bit of progress. Um, I've been watching um, some a series of videos on YouTube where this guy does a and uh, on on these people, and they get themselves into tremendous debt. I'm talking about one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars, and then they may make a a small payoff of $15,000 or so. And then they say, oh, okay, I made, I made some progress. I feel good. And then what, what he says, they, they, and then they get themselves right back into even greater debt. And I've been, I mean, not that much debt, but I mean, I've been there. So uh, we tend to be the same way with God. We, we say, all right, I did one task of four that God had for me to do. I feel pretty good. And I, I've been that way, especially with homework. You know, uh, in elementary, we used to have uh, homework assignments of writing our spelling words 10 times each or something like that so that we can get it. And I write two out of 20 words and I'm like, all right, time for a break. I lose the fire because I think I made a significant amount of progress when in actuality I haven't. I need to do all of it. You know, uh, Tony, I remember you bringing up um, in the message about being dedicated to a team or a player. I think I was at that game that you were talking about last year where it got rain delayed. And in my mind, just cancel it. I'm ready to go. Or if you, because me, I feel like, man, I can watch this at the house for free. And, you know, you have people out here in the rain and the snow. I've seen people with these little mini tents out there trying to get, and you know, as I think about it, we're so dedicated or to this person and they don't even know that we exist. You know, we can walk right by them, by the coach, by the player, have no idea. And I used to be like that. I know I've said plenty of times before, I used to idolize Kobe Bryant when I was in high school. And that was my dream to be in the NBA. I'm trying to do everything. 
He didn't even know I exist. But the person that, or the, you know, God that created us, we don't give him that some dedication. Um, Tony, you mentioned a verse earlier in the 10th chapter of the book of Matthew, you said read, and then you said, oh, wait, I meant verse 37. But that first verse, you, the very hairs on our head were counted. They were numbered. He knows everything about us. There's a song by, um, what is it, Kiara Sheard? Or I'm probably getting the name wrong. Um, but it says, uh, God knows my name. He knows my name. He knows us. But we don't give that same dedication to our creator as we give to these other things. As the verse says, we worship the creation over the creator. So we just need to have our priorities in order. And that's all I have to add. And um, I don't see any more comments. So thank you to those who did comment. And as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. If the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next time. Another topic coming straight from the Word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Mm-hmm.